0: Hi, this is Shannon Waller here, and welcome to the Team Success Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about a very important subject, and that is how to build trust with your team. And it really came home to me this morning as I was reading through a survey that we're doing called the Engaged Organization. And one person in their comments said, I really want to talk to my team leader, but I'm not sure whether or not... I have the trust required. I thought, hmm, first of all, that's something I immediately want to fix. Then I thought, you know what? This person is not the only one. So this topic for me is very important and very timely. And it also connected me with one of my very, very favorite authors, who is Patrick Lencioni, and his book, The Five Dysfunctions of a Team. And one of the things that he talks about, the number one dysfunction, the number one thing to overcome is, in fact, the absence of trust. And let me describe the impact when there's no trust. And trust, by his definition, is really that willingness to be vulnerable, that willingness to put themselves at risk, because without... People trusting, they don't share, they don't communicate, they don't volunteer their ideas, nor, as we'll see in a moment, do they actually commit to those aspirational goals and targets that you're looking for them to work towards. So in The Five Dysfunctions, by the way, if this is not yet a book on your bookshelf, please run out and buy it. It is absolutely genius. It is one of my go-to textbooks really on teamwork. So for me, it's just provided incredible leadership and direction on how to build teamwork. So what he talks about in the book is that with the absence of trust, that leads, in fact, to a fear of conflict, which means that people are not willing to share, as I said before, that risky suggestion to contradict, to really say something that might not be perceived as positive. They're just not willing to put themselves out there because they don't want to feel vulnerable. And when we get to the strategies, we'll talk about how to address that. Now, a fear of conflict leads to a lack of commitment. If I have not expressed my concerns about a project or about a goal, then it's really challenging to be fully committed to it. If, however, I have voiced my thoughts, maybe I've even changed my mind, then it's easy to be committed to something that we all agree upon. Now, if people are not committed then automatically that leads to a lack of accountability, which, guess what, leads to a lack or inattention to results. Now, if you're like me, you are really, really focused on results. And that's easy for me to do. It's where my brain goes. It's what I'm focused on. I know my other leaders in the company are all focused on that. So that, to me, is so critical. But I sometimes have to realize that to back it up, to get where it is that I want us to go, is that I have to start with trust. Trust. So that's really what our conversation is today. And for some people, it's a value that they have. Other people, it's not. Regardless, I want you to think of this as a strategy. Hopefully, it's also a value of yours. But even if not, building trust is actually one of the very best business strategies you could ever institute. Stephen Covey's written a fabulous book called The Speed of Trust. I learned about trust from Dr. Jack Gibb early in the 70s. So this is something that's been around for a long time. But as a business strategy, it's relatively new. So let's go into what are some of the things that you can do to really build trust with your team. And again, it doesn't actually matter what level you're at in your own organization. If you're the owner, this will be key because your leadership really demonstrates to people the degree to which trust is valued and appreciated in your organization. If you're a team leader, it's absolutely vital. And if you're another team member, you want to be trustworthy and you want to be able to trust your teammates. Otherwise, you're probably going to have a very short-term perspective and therefore a short career in your present company. So I think this is something that's relevant at every single level of the organization. So in order to really build trust, the first thing I think that people need to do is really be able to listen which means really respecting that other people have a valid point of view, that there is information that they have that can contribute to the overall result, and to really listen, which means that you have to be quiet and you have to not always feel like it's always on you to give all the information, that you can in fact have a two-way exchange and be open and be willing to learn from other people. I love the directive where we have two ears and one mouth for a reason, that's really the appropriate proportion of time we should spend listening and and speaking, that I'm always fabulous with that myself, but I really do try to make a point of listening because I know that there are things I don't know, and I'm really interested in what other people have to say. So to me, that's really fascinating. The other thing that can really destroy trust or get in the way of it is body language that conveys that people don't care or that what's being said is being discounted. And one of the things I was talking about with my team before this podcast recording is really look for passive aggressive behavior. So, what is passive aggressive behavior? Well, it's rolling your eyes, it's doing a big sigh, it's crossing your arms as someone's speaking, it's averting your eyes, it's looking at your watch. And what passive-aggressive behavior is, is really where you're not saying what's really going on with you, but by your body language and by your actions, it's clear that you really don't care what the other person is saying or that you don't agree with it. And that leads to my next point, which is what's really important is to be authentic and transparent, or another word for that is honest. Again, talking with my team in preparation for this, we decided that it's far more important to be honest than it is to be perfect. You do not need to be perfect as a team member, as a team leader, as an entrepreneur. That doesn't matter. What is far more important is that you are a genuine human being. People can count on you. What they see is what they get. If you're having a bad day, come in and say, I'm having a bad day. Don't pretend to be all nicey-nice and then take someone out at the knees. Not a great strategy. (laughs) This was me yesterday. Came in and went, guys, not in a good mood today. Don't take it personally. It's not about you. <laughs> and sure enough, my team was awesome. Kathy's like, oh, how are you feeling now? After we talked for half an hour, I'm like, actually, pretty good. I can't really stay grumpy any longer. And it was really kind of fun. But if I had tried to fake it and thought I had to be a certain way, that would not have worked very well. So really, being yourself, being genuine, even if you're not your best self in that moment, is far more count One of the things we look for in other people that we trust is positive predictability. That we can count on the fact that they're going to be one way one day and pretty much the same way another day. So people know they can count on me to be pretty straightforward about where I'm at. If I'm happy, you're going to know it. If I'm not happy, you're going to know that. And you're going to know whether or not it has anything to do with you. I like that. I like being that way. And I really, really appreciate it when other people are like that too. So that is a fabulous way to build trust is simply to be authentic and real. That is so critical. Another point is to really respect people's own opinions and confidentiality. There are things often that we're privileged to know about other people. And if you're not sure whether or not they want that shared, say so. Ask them. Make sure that you're aware of that. There's nothing worse than saying something to someone that you think is in confidence and then finding out that someone you had no intention of them ever knowing it is now repeating it. You've become office gossip. (laughs) That's not a fun situation to be in. So respecting people's confidentiality, which means also not using the information that you're gathering just for your purposes. This means you don't get to be self-serving about information. You don't get to be the office gossip. You have to respect what it is that people tell you, and you want people to respect what you tell them when that's important. So respect people's confidentiality. One of the really great points, I think, that builds trust comes out of two really great books created by the Arbinger Institute. One of them is called Leadership and Self-Deception, and the other one's called The Anatomy of Peace. And one of the things that they talk about, particularly in Leadership and Self-Deception, is that you always want to treat people as people, not as things, Now, going back to the results focus that I talked about at the very beginning, that it's very easy for those of us that are super results focused, focus on tasks, always talking about our goals, for people to feel that they are simply cogs in the wheel. They are part of the process. They're necessary in service of the end result. Now, I actually think that everyone's talents and capabilities applied to that end result is how we're going to get there. But always make sure to include in conversation the people side of it. Make sure that they know that you respect them as individuals. Part of this might be the fact that you know about their personal lives, that you care about their personal lives, that you're interested in that, that you know whether or not they have a significant other. You know what their kids are up to if they have any. You know what their concerns are. When we really feel known as people, again, we tend to trust a lot more. So if you want to build trust with your team, again, whatever level that you're at, really get to know people as individuals. I really love knowing how people are put together. And one of the things that we do at Strategic Coach... I talked about this in the Know Thyself podcast, is to know their profile. So what's their Colby profile? What's their personality look like? Are they people or task-focused? Are they outgoing or reserved? What's their Myers-Briggs? What are their strengths finder? It's so fun to know people's strengths. And then I get to talk about that and reinforce people's talents I find it very engaging to know how other people are put together, to be able to share how I'm constructed and to have conversations about where we connect, where we're different, how we see things differently. And that really facilitates trust and teamwork. I am all about knowing myself and knowing other people in that degree. The last thing that I'm going to talk about, and again, this goes a little bit back to our listening conversation, and that is that when people give you information, and this comes from mindfulness and from different types of therapies, is to really validate what it is that they're feeling. So one of the things that I've learned through some of my psychological training is that feelings are feelings. You can't really argue with them. And one of the most powerful things you can do is validate where people are you may not agree with where they're coming from you may see it from a very different perspective but saying that frankly does not build the relationship nor does it build trust that you actually understand so for example if someone says oh I'm really upset about this you don't go oh well but on the bright side (laughs) look at that you want to display some empathy fabulous little clip on empathy from Brene Brown by the way that's something worth looking up but really what you want to do is say oh wow you're feeling really upset about this all of a sudden, you've activated the mirror neurons in their brain. They feel heard. They feel listened to. They feel cared about. That, which means you can get outside of your own perspective long enough to see it from their point of view. Again, you may not agree with them, but that's not the point. You don't have to. As soon as someone I know has validated my feelings, that all of a sudden I actually have freedom to shift. I'm not going to stay stuck there, but I will if you are not able to see my point of view or see my perspective. Learning how to validate, even if you don't agree with that point of view, is such a powerful trust-building activity, and it will make you a much better communicator, much better parent, much better spouse. This works all across the board, by the way. But really learning how to validate other people's feelings and then watch how the conversation develops. It's the antidote to being polarized with people. So that's a fabulous way to really take your communication and your listening to the next level. Now, I hope these strategies and concepts that we've talked about really validate what you're already doing right and hopefully inspire you to some new creative ways of doing things. Get to know people, spend time together socially outside of the office, really model being vulnerable. Say what's true for you, even if you don't really know the answer. Say, I don't know. There are lots of things that we can do to just be trustworthy. And I think this is a really powerful conversation because the more honest we are, the more trustworthy we are, the more that people really know us to be real. That leads to all of those really powerful strategies like really great open, honest conversations, being fully committed to results, being fully accountable, which again leads to the accomplishment of those results, as Patrick Lencioni talks about. Trust for me is not only a value I have, it's also one of the most powerful business strategies I know. Thanks very much for listening. Any questions or comments, please let us know at questions at strategiccoach.com. And if you are really enjoying this podcast or this podcast series, I'd like to strongly encourage or at least ask you to go to iTunes and rate it. That would make a big impact on us. Thanks again for listening. And as always, here's to your team success.